Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. We are on episode number 51 and I hope you're enjoying the content so far. Today I am joined by Kay Graham, who is the founder of Health Magic, which is a distributor here in Melbourne. Kay has an incredible story to tell you about her personal journey on how she founded the brand and business Health Magic. It started by having a few Kiwi products under the pram of her newborn. She went door to door selling these products and before she knew it, she was asked for more and that is how Health Magic started. Kay has a huge passion for healthy brands and healthy products and she gets presented three or four new different ideas every day. So she knows and she's across most of the stuff that's going on in the market. Kay discusses what brands need to do before they work with a distributor and the key opportunity she believes is what customers are wanting in Australia. She drops some crazy knowledge bombs and she's just a lovely individual just to hear in a fantastic story. I hope you enjoy this episode, but for now, just chill out, switch off and enjoy episode number 51. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Thank you very much for your time, Kay. I am in your your boardroom yes. and I'm in Brayside. It's been a while since I've been here. Uh, last time I was here, uh, was literally down the road and we won't talk about those dark days. Uh, <laughs> but I'm with yourself and you are the founder of Health Magic. Yeah, that's you? right. Fantastic. So thank you very much for being here. Um, you're a distributor. Mm-hmm. You are pretty new to the to the distributing world, would you say, or well, how many years? Well, we've been years? around a while. So the um, so we we moved over from New Zealand oh, twenty years ago yeah, okay, now, wow. I suppose. Yeah. Yes. So we're imports a little bit <laughs> yeah, like yourself. Yeah. And uh, and so the idea was that we would be here for a couple of years, and then we would move back yeah, okay. home and uh, and so but things change and things evolve and so we had a, a little six month old at the time and uh, Cole decided I needed something to just <laughs> stop to me add, just, just talking to, to people yeah. at the door <laughs> yeah. and so I imported some product from my sister over in New Zealand she oh, was making wow. a dehydrated fruit bar and uh, and so the baby dare I say I don't know if I should say this but she was the marketing device so Fantastic. I popped her in the buggy and uh, product into the bottom of the buggy and then we hit the pavement seriously oh, we wow. went. which and area which we oh. were living in oh it sounds a bit posh we were living in East Brighton okay, at the perfect. time and uh, and so anything that was within a circle of that so Bentley uh, Brighton down into Brighton actually one of the fruit shops and the health food stores in Brighton were our first customers and it was a really simple business. It was wow. like, hello, hi, you know, smiley That's face, yeah. I guess. And offer them product, they gave me cash, and off we went. So it was a cash business. And, and uh, you know, it was, you know, we honor those days because people didn't have to deal with us. You know, there was the big, big boys in town yep. and girls in town, if you like, as far as distribution was covered. So we simply were offering a product and um, and in exchange for cash. And But, you know, so it, it became a relationship business. Yeah, okay, yeah. And that's one of our pillars today is that it's all about relationships and customer service. Um, from that, we, uh, you know, people would say, oh, you're a Kiwi lass, you know, so uh, how about some Manuka honey or how about some flaxseed yeah, okay. oil or something like that. And so, you know, Dr. They were we, asking you to source. To add to the yeah, basket. Wow, okay, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, we could do that. In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and so, yeah, I went off and found um, Manuka honey. 
And then we did some flaxseed oil. We did some other bars from New Zealand. And at that time, 95% of our business was health food stores and and, um, and New Zealand product. So we would get some pushback every now and again. And people would say, oh, no, there's nothing Aussie there. So we don't want any of that. Um, but it sort of just grew and it grew organically. It wasn't. It was a hobby business, and um, for a, you know, so I could look after our daughter and and have time at home. I was but also, say, you've got this daughter as well that's just come on. I know she was. She well, she was on the payroll. No. <laughs> so she was hanging out with mum, and um, and from that, then we then we were blessed, I guess, to have um, Brook Farm. Music oh, yeah, yep. come along. So we oh, grew wow, yeah. and then Cole came in the business and, and it was getting bigger than just me. And we were doing markets as well. We we're doing Queen Vic Market. Oh, cool. And um, and then Brook Farm came to visit and that was a game changer for us yeah, because okay. it's such a, an iconic Australian brand, especially especially in the gourmet better for you space. And uh, and we were distributing for them for a period of time, and they took us into the independent supermarkets, into health food stores, as we, which we already were cemented yeah, okay. in the health food stores, but fresh food as well in cafes. Oh, wow. So I'd love to say it was by clever design yeah. that we built a distribution business, it just, but it was a bit it was of luck and opportunity. You just walk in the streets with a pram. Yeah, <laughs> it was. That's fantastic. It sounds really, really basic yeah. when you say it like that, but it was. It That's was. fantastic. Very much. Knocking on doors. I just can't believe that, that that's how a business yeah. can start. Like we've, yeah. what are we on episode number fifty one, and people have gone after oh, the farmers market and started yeah. off there. But you literally just had a baby and a baby and a buggy. A baby and a buggy. Yeah. So then, tell us more about your business now. So, how big are you? What brands do you represent? And how does it work? Um, and what's an average day look like look for like you? For us. Yeah. So we've gone from that period of time, we have approximately 130 brands on board now. Wow. And uh, that's a mixture of Kiwi and Australian mm-hmm. brands, large percentage of it is Australian brands. And we want to champion Australian brands as much as we can. We do believe in that we should shop local. So in order to be able to do that, you want to give a voice to Australian brands to market. Um, of those brands, they, they fall into different categories. So we have the better for you food space yeah, and okay. eco-friendly space. Yeah, okay, right. Um, and the, the larger percentage of our business is still in food. However, it's, 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 it's transitioning into eco-friendly in quite yeah. a significant way. And one of our suppliers has just been to the Sydney uh, gift fair show. And uh, he, it sounds funny to be a gift fair show, but it's actually got quite a wide audience. Okay. And, uh, and you're saying that just the conversation change between last year and this year and eco-friendly has been massive, yeah, right, especially okay. in the last two yep. months. It's just, it's just full on. So yeah, for us, a, a, a given day would be, we, we see a lot of brands every day, yeah, okay. probably two to three brands every day. Wow. And uh, so now it's, a, a, it's about what we can honor and give service to. So we can't do them all, mm-hmm. and so we look for things that we're a good fit for, and that's uh, you know how it how it measures up against our product portfolio, our current portfolio, our catalogue, um, and what are the the key call out points. So we're in the free from space. Yeah. So whether it be gluten free, dairy free, organic, vegan, eco friendly, yeah. it's all in that free from space. And um, and then it's about if we can give voice to it. So do we believe that we're a good match? Mm-hmm for this brand and is this brand a good match for us and sometimes um, sometimes you don't know and so we will partner for a period of time so that we can kind of check each other out and others are you know they're just they're just a match made in heaven they work really really well 
but brand, but, but getting the share of voice in the marketplace today is, is a challenging piece, yeah, like we were chatting yeah, about. It's yeah. a challenging piece to get uh, visuality, mm -hmm. to be able to be seen, and, um, and it's not so much just getting the real estate anymore. As a distributor, our job is to get real estate mm -hmm. and to work the real estate. So we have strong network connections with all the buyers. Um, we champion the Victorian state. Yeah, we've, okay. got, we've got business interstate. We've just... Um, started in Tassie, oh, so cool. we've got our first Tassie trip going. We've been doing work in Tassie for a while, but we're now going to send a, a rep down there and okay, yeah. and, um, and just honour the business that we have down there so that they get a face through the door, but also to be, ex be able to expand the basket. Distribution is about filling the box. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to be able to fill that box with as much product as possible to amortise the freight costs yeah. Yeah. out into the trade, and, and it's not getting any cheaper to ship products around around um, Australia at it's all. It's a huge factor, isn't it? Just freight, freight on its yeah. own. Like, yeah. I think people, compared to like the US or the UK, cheap and convenient, but here it's, yeah. it's so expensive. But yeah, it, can it, it can only improve, hopefully. Well, it's a big rock, yeah, you know, yeah. Australia, and and the populations like Canada, it's all spread around mm. the outside. Well, you know, largely yeah. speaking, and and so you've got to get from A to B. So. We want to amortise those costs and, um, and by filling the basket, but then wrapping great sort of points of difference around that. So it's customer service. It sounds a little bit cheesy mm. to say customer service. And, and however, it's one of our key pillars of our business to be fluid and nimble and, and easy to deal with. Yeah, perfect. And, uh, you know, and for our customers, our retailers, you know, everybody's busy. Everybody's really, really busy. They don't want to spend a long time on the phone. They Do you want... believe they are busy? I always have this question <laughs> with myself. And I've they up tell with us they're busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always these days like, is always busy. But yeah. it's like going, busy just, doing what? Yeah, I just saw you on social media for 20 minutes kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, a, pe a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting, yeah. It is. It's, it's interesting. We know that for the small health food stores or the, the small to mid-sized health food stores, mm -hmm. they're often owner-operated. Yeah, yeah. And so for them, I think, I think so, because during the working day, they're servicing the customers, yeah, right? Yeah. So like as a, if a rep goes into their store, they have to wait. They just have to wait because they, uh, okay. their customer has to come first. Yeah. So you've got a, a period of downtime there. Um, and a lot of them like to do their ordering at night. So you have to have you know online portals and things so that it facilitates their, yeah, okay. their you know the ease of doing business with with a company and do you have that facility that you we're working work, on it yeah so we did we had it we've taken it down and we're, we're relaunching yeah. and well Cole's in trial phase at the moment with regards to the new wholesale portal that we're going to release and that's just to be a little bit more slick and a little yeah. bit more time efficient and and communicate effectively so communication is is the key piece to understand these days right. Because we can be a facilitator of information mm -hmm. as well as product. You know, what's on trend and what's coming out in, in you know, the vegan world or the yep. paleo world or keto still relevant and all yep. those sorts of things. You can be a facilitator of information. And, uh, and that's sometimes the difference between what makes, let's say, an independent store different to maybe a Coles and Woolies. Mm -hmm. And um, if they can get that piece right about being on the trend, yep. because Coles and Woolies will wait just a little yeah, bit, yeah, you know, they're a bit yeah. more considered. Yep. So if there is, if there's some money to be made there, and you can talk to the independents about being independent and and having a different offer, mm -hmm. then we can help facilitate Fantastic. that information. And to touch on trends, because yeah. I love I, for my job and life, I follow trends and try and 
make products that suit the, the trends coming forward. Yeah. Where do you get your insights to to choose the right brands and the right products? Mm-hmm. Because you'll you'll know when before, even yeah. before a supplier comes in and presents, you'll know if it's on trend or not. Where yeah. would you say it's several factors or what how would you say yeah you it is it? and you don't always get it right yeah, that's right, why i'm yeah. going yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you got some wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like we had like we were talking about um animal uh, cricket protein yep. plant protein well was it is it plant protein or uh, cricket protein cricket protein cricket yeah, protein yeah, so yeah. and we launched a bar about two or three years ago probably three years ago actually mm. time's a bit slippery so sometimes. really at the starting yeah. really at the early adopter yeah. Phase, yeah and they weren't really talking about the cricket yep. aspect they oh, were right. wanting to keep that sort of <laughs> secret okay. just high protein yeah. was the message in the call out and we felt that you should call out the cricket element because some of your early adopters mm. will go oh yeah we'll, we'll try that yeah, most people it. screw their nose up at it mm-hmm. and go mm, yeah i reckon however it was a trend that was well established in the u.s and we often, as a country, follow the US mm. with regards to some of those trends. And so it would seem that it should have a voice here. Yeah. But we got some pipeline fill, but mm. we didn't get turn on shelf. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't right. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. even me personally, you buy it to try it. Yeah. But then you kind of go, well, I wouldn't buy it again. Yeah. Or there's, yeah. yeah, there needs to be some driver to, for, to get me reoccurring to buy buy anything yeah. in that space to be yeah. honest uh, it's a tough yeah. it's a tough space i think there's better tasting proteins well that's, that's the thing that's, that's and it was an key. expensive protein yeah which doesn't help which yeah. doesn't help and um so i don't know so like that was ahead of its mm-hmm. game but products are all about life cycles mm-hmm. and uh and marketing like when when um brian's product came out mm-hmm. rumbles paleo yeah, okay, yeah. it was just awesome yeah fabulous product great timing, energised brand, brand owner, like Brian was great and yep. so was Jen. And uh, and it just flew, yeah, absolutely okay. flew. And those those are the exceptions usually. Usually it's a build. Yeah, usually right, you yeah. have to layer and build products in the marketplace, get more real estate, consolidate it. And in combination with our suppliers, you have to find ways to activate that real estate. And you're never quite sure whether or not one activation is going to elicit, it's going to give you the results is not it won't be the same results every time. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we could take five products, put them all on the same piece of real estate, give them all the same activation, like maybe a tasting yeah. person in store, and we'll get different results for for repeat purchase yeah, okay. and pull through rates. So, and some need a bit of advertising, some need farmers mm-hmm. markets, you know, like some need um, people out in the trade actively talking to yeah, the, the yep. store just managers to, yep. just to stay just relevant to and, yeah, like a jigsaw puzzle yeah trying to bring it together so the um it's not just as simple sometimes we get people rocking up who say here's my product mm-hmm. go sell heaps and it doesn't work that way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it can do but that's yeah. the exception yeah depending on the product so yeah yeah yeah, yeah do you find and i've i see a lot in linkedin and read about it the, the struggles of your bricks and mortar kind of husband and wife health food shop and smaller independents like yeah. that's you see it on the news but what's it like in real life are they really struggling or is it because of the trend people wanting to go kind of local and stuff like that are they improving on that aspect or it depends on the offer yeah right yeah. in the store 
So I think um, I think there are people hurting, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that it, you know we throw in some bushfires and, mm-hmm. and some you know medical scenarios, yeah. and, and that that doesn't help um, for the big guys or the little guys. Yeah. I th- you know some stores you walk into that are family owned, like a mum and dad working the working the store, and they feel empty. You know, they've got a couple of products on shelf of each skew. One sells, they buy another one. Yeah, right. So that, that feeling, so like there's an energetic vibe about the store that we're not confident that we're going to sell through our merchandise yeah, right. and turn. Yeah. So I think that that translates, uh, transmits to the consumer. Whereas if you go into a store which is um, lively and bubbly and and packed with product, mm-hmm. great looking produce, it sort of draws you in. Yeah. And people do spend more in those stores. I just I just think when you say that Oasis Bakery on North Amazing. Road, like Amazing. my brain just goes straight there, just going, it I does. could shop in there every day. Yeah. And I haven't met a person yet who hasn't said something like that about Oasis Bakery. Yes. They've just what got the vibe going mm-hmm. on. It feels festive and you think that there's going to be new and exciting things mm. in there. It's a bit of a treasure trove and you can have some food to eat. Yep. It's an awesome place. Yeah. And um, when... Uh, there's a store called Leaf Mark, uh, yes, down in Elwood. Uh, Elwood. Yep. Yeah, I went there last week. Yeah. Right. So they bought the old, uh, older IGA in um, Oxley's IGA that was on Ware Street in Brighton oh, okay. and gave it the Leaf makeover. Mm-hmm. And when they did that, that it was still an IGA, mm-hmm. but it had a Leaf vibe. And uh, they've sold it now, but, they, uh, but that was amazing. That was an amazing wow, makeover. Yeah. And um, and Richie's have done similar things, mm-hmm. like with their Dramana store, yeah, which is more beautiful. like an experience yeah. store, and it's a nice shopping environment. So it's trying to find that mix or that blend of it, of it, you know, giving the shopper a nice ambience and and, and something exciting, mm-hmm. I suppose, or enjoyable to go and shop in. Fantastic. Some of the smaller mums and dads stores, I think, um, uh, maybe they need to serve good coffee. Yeah, correct. You know, yeah, they need to like, bring that emotion like that. to it, or they need to bring that customer or a juice bar or something. Yeah. I don't know if juice bars work, but coffee works. Coffee always especially works, especially in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, so free so. coffee works even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We have a lot of startups that listen to this podcast, and right. even kind of what well, we have a we have a range of different people that always go, "Oh, Ben, can you give a shout out to this product?" Kind of thing. Mm. If a startup came to you and had an idea, and had a, what would it look like for them to promote their brand to you? So how, how would a startup go to a distributor? Uh, yeah, and it's a good question. What's the right methods, would you say? Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really on-point question too, actually, because we find that some of our our customers, like the bigger IGAs, mm. like Lamar or Richie's, are consolidating supply chains okay. to improve efficiencies in their back end. Now, the reason why that's relevant is because it means for startup companies, mm-hmm. they might find themselves being herded towards a distributor, yeah, okay. whereas they might be thinking that they can just sell a few boxes direct, yeah. like we did yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, um, and so it's all about efficiencies back a house mm-hmm. for some of these bigger people so that are bigger companies so they don't have to have another invoice to pay yeah, or another reason to put up the roller door mm-hmm. so they're looking for these efficiencies so the um, so when startups come it's about it's about being ready mm-hmm. a big one is usually pricing structure which is tricky yep. if they approach us what we tend to uh, do is we ask them for some information and the way you present your product is quite key to, to sort of see what you know, you want to translate that 
you know what your points of difference are, you know how you sit in your yeah, competitor okay. mm -hmm. set, you know why your consumer is buying your product. And I'm not talking about a full-on 10-page marketing plan yep. and analysis. It's, it's really what you innately know. In your, so my product is good for these three reasons. These are the three key reasons. And this is my price point. I've thought about my pricing structure. That's usually where most people fall down. Yeah, okay. Sometimes it can be as... Um, at the grassroots level where you're having discussions about the difference between markup and margin yeah, okay, yeah. versus if they've gone the journey where they've had the, the e-moment, the entrepreneurial <laughs> moment and go, I need to make this and my friends love it. And then they take it to the farmer's markets and they sell some boxes <laughs> and they're going, oh, this is going great. And then a retailer will come by and they'll say, oh, you know, you should come and see me <laughs> on Monday because I'm going to pop this in my store and they get a few stores. Yep. And now they're not just the entrepreneur and the manufacturer and the salesman, mm -hmm. now they're the delivery driver as well. So you sort of take off, you, get, you start collecting all these hats. You start chipping, yeah, chipping yeah, away. And yeah. the invoice and the bookkeeper mm -hmm. and all those things. And then you get to a point that time becomes a nemesis. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking for ways to, I don't know, get some sleep, yeah. really. <laughs> it comes down to, yeah. it's like, where do you get some balance, work-life balance yep. back? So they then, distribute, distributors come onto the scene then. If the vision hasn't been strong enough to be able to sort of think about the costing structure, most, some people don't yeah. have a distributor, distributor margin yep. in their mm -hmm. costings. So that would be the biggest thing that we find ourselves counseling startups through, yeah. is that, okay, well, what's the wholesale price? And this is our requirement for margin, so, either we're discounting that off the wholesale mm -hmm. or we have to elevate price to market. And if you elevate price, you're increasing the RRP. Yep. And that could be, depending on the distributor, somewhere between 25 and 35%. And so that can be scary mm -hmm. because they go, oh, and it's not going to work yeah. at that price point. Yeah, it works RRP's at seven, but it's up. not going to work mm -hmm. at 10. Um, so oh, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. And then they, they go away. So that would be the most emotional part That's of fantastic. it. That's fantastic, yeah. Because we did a podcast um, a few back with a guy called David Burns. Oh, I know David. Yeah, and his biggest yeah. um, statement was get your pricing right. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so true. Like in my day job, yeah. you have to look, well, we work backwards. So it's kind of going, yeah. what is the best RRP? But then you kind of, you you forget that you've got to throw promo support in there, offer a 20% off to, to get it yeah. going at the start. Distributor fees, retailer fee, like yeah. margin. Yeah. It's... Freight GST. Freight GST. The whole lot. And the whole gamut. And something for you. Correct. Hopefully. And hopefully you take away something at the side yeah. just to keep you going. Yeah. But it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. So, it is. Would you say you're getting a lot of startups more so now or... Is it still the steady flow? Uh, it's a mixture. Yeah. The brands are moving, so we find that we're getting quite a few brands that are um, that are established brands in the market coming to visit and having a chat, and so that's that's really good that's for nice, business yeah. like us. Yeah, yeah. And it means that Must be you doing know that well. Yeah. Well, yeah, you hope so. You're as good as your last <laughs> gig, right? Yeah. So you try try to be good at your gig. But the, um, so like you, you then you can see which ones you align with and which, what you fit with. And, uh, and that, you know, because we've already got the logistics structure in place. So we've got the pipes, if you yep. like. And so then we're just putting more down the pipes. So that's good efficiency for, for all stakeholders involved. 
Um, we still probably get, I reckon, um, you know, maybe 40 to 50% of, of all brand inquiries that come in would be startups yeah, or okay. close to. Yeah. And, uh, and so then it's about looking for the ones that A, fit our catalogue. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is driven by our customers. They'll say, we, we, we really like this yeah. product. Mm-hmm. We'd like, uh, could we get this through you? Yeah, Would you guys okay, look right. at this? So we do some of that partnership thing. Um, some of the, with our bigger IGAs, we do that, and because we know that we're kind of working in partnership with them now, it's like, yeah, well, we'll consider it, and you know, if we know that you guys are interested in this, then it helps with the decision making yeah, yeah. process. And uh, but others will be like on trend, very much in that on trend basket, like low FODMAP is mm-hmm. trendy. Like we're seeing more products coming yeah, down okay. in the low FODMAP right, space, vegan for sure, mm-hmm. organic is still there, eco friendly, like we're talking about before. So yes, yeah, so we still have a lot of, um, and so then there's a, a little cacophony of noise as well, because if, if we said yes to everything, then you can't do justice to A, the ones that we're already custodians for. Yeah. We have our bevy of brands that yep. we're custodians for, and you, wanna, you want to make sure you're honoring that and doing the right job by them. And, uh, and then anybody new that you partner with, you want to make sure that you're giving them the right yeah, okay. attention as well. So there is a balance there, and we do say no now, more than we say yes because we want to be able to make sure when we roll out yeah. we're rolling out yeah. effectively and efficiently that everybody that is a win-win so yeah that's the idea fantastic and you probably just touched on my my uh, second to last question which is trends moving forward and kind of products that you want to see more of yeah is there anything that you that you're not being presented or I'm guessing you, you see a wide range of everything but is there yeah, areas do. that you are focusing on this year because you're being pulled to take from the IGAs or just from you going oh, I'd love more brands yeah. uh, in this space is there anything that it's um there is I think that there's room for more brands in the low FODMAP space yeah, okay, yeah. for sure like they say one in seven one in seven Australians wow. have an IBS related yeah, okay. gut condition and gut health is such a big talking point now yep. as far as it's relationship to systemic health so I think that gut health low FODMAP that type of space we will continue to see yeah. and more than just probiotics and uh, like being probiotics being put on popcorn or chippies or whatever it is yeah. probiotics are going into everything yeah, now <laughs> but and you know and for good reason yeah. um so, so yeah low fodmap um i think that we'll continue to see vegan but we want we want good vegan mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. not just vegan that's full of carbohydrate like really good vegan i think protein will continue to be be an interesting piece uh, but as far as products that we uh, would be a, li- a little light on, it would be that low FODMAP yeah. thing. And I think that the IGAs, in our, in our world anyway, are opening up more now Fantastic. to FODMAP. Whereas before it was like, well, you know, if you could take some veggies and, <laughs> and some passata, you can make a meal. I've got gluten-free, it's okay. Yeah. Whereas people are looking for, por- it's all about convenience. Mm. People want portion control, knowing that if I eat that one thing, and I'm on a low FODMAP regime, then I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's more complicated than gluten-free. You know, gluten-free is like you've got gluten yep. or not, it's black or white. Yeah. Low FODMAP is like ratios. You need, you need a degree, about, don't you, really? Yeah. yeah, it's all about ratios. So you don't want to think about yeah. it. You just want to know, if I have that serve, I'm good. Interesting, yeah. It's, yeah. it's something that I've not personally looked into much, only because I think it is niche, but with all niche things, it starts it's like gluten-free, gluten-free was niche, yep. and now look at it. So. And I reckon, and our growth in FODMAP sales, mm. low FODMAP into that space, mm. has is an area of significant growth at the moment. 
So, and they also have, um, I think it's in April, I don't know which week, but they've got an IBS week now. Right. So, like, they had a celiac so week it, yeah. for the last, so, you know, it's mm-hmm. at that, you could say that infancy stage, yeah. but I think a little bit further along yeah, than okay, that yeah. now. And there's a lot of people talking about it, so there's a lot of groups now that talk about FODMAP. Fantastic. Yeah. And if anyone wanted to get in contact with yourself and kind of follow the brands or follow your business, where's the best place to follow yeah, uh, I'd love to say our website. It's, it's, it's getting there, it's under it's, construction. It is. Yeah, I was, I was there last week. Yeah. It's going to be relaunched in um, probably in April, yep. I would say. I, I, we're pushing for March, but it will probably be April. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's dub dub dub, say it like a Kiwi, yep. healthmagic.com.au. Uh, or they can give us a call. It's 1300 and uh, and um, or they could email me, but it's but then and we'll we'll guide them yeah. from there. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I think it's it's insightful just to see because we we had uh, an expert farmers market uh, podcast. I've done a couple of farmers markets. Right. So I've talked about that. Yeah. We we've had retail. We've had category managers on. We haven't had a distributor to to fill in that gap between the start and kind of the big league. Um, yeah. Fantastic for your insights. Uh, I know that people will benefit from it. So I appreciate your open and honesty. And uh, we look forward to more brands coming your way. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Sounds good.